Hey, my special patrons, this is Laurel McCarg. You're listening to Alligator Preserves, and I have your July short story for you. I just completed this for the NYC Midnight Flash Fiction Round 1 competition, and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it. They give you a genre, a location, and an object, and you have 48 hours to write a story of no more than 1,000 words using those three things. So at uh, midnight on Friday, I looked at my assignment, and the genre was ghost story, the location, an aquarium, and the object, a bottle of champagne. So with those three things, ghost story, an aquarium, and a bottle of champagne, I went to bed Friday night, went to sleep, and in the morning I woke up with uh, a seed of an idea and spent the rest of the day on Saturday writing this story, which I call Wet Dreams. So stay tuned for your July short story. Here goes my first reading of the short story, Wet Dreams, and it comes in at exactly 1,000 words. I hope you won't mind my Boston accent that I'll read it with because the aquarium I chose was the New England Aquarium. And for those who know me, I'm from the South Shore of Boston, so I'll see if I can regain some of my New England accent. Here goes. Gullible. A dreamer. Incurable romantic. These personality characterizations have haunted me for years, but I don't care. I don't see anything wrong with who I am. I'm like Popeye, except for the eating spinach pot. I am what I am. And I have the best job ever. As night shift security guard at the New England Aquarium, I get to see what most people never will. They're different at night my aquatic friends. When all the people leave and lights in the giant ocean tank dim to moonlight, they relax. It's not like they can close their eyes and totally sleep, but I sense a fading of fear when they see me. They know I'm not going to bang on the barrier between us or startle them with shrieks and flashes of light. After just one year here, they trust me. Miranda does too. At first, I thought I was dreaming. I mean, come on. What guy hasn't dreamt of getting it on with a wicked pretty mermaid? She's real, though. Night after night, she returns, pressing herself against the glass between us and making me crazy. I pinched myself hard the first time she emerged and then screamed like a little girl when the black-nosed shark appeared behind her. She laughed and showed me I had nothing to fear, latching onto the creepy creature and circling the tank with it. Since then, we've talked about everything. I can't believe I'm the only one she'll materialize for. She made me promise never to tell anyone she's here, and why would I? She's a little bossy, though. Kiss me, release me. That's how she's been talking to me, in commands. She knows I like strong women, and I can tell she wants to be mine forever. Why else would she want me to kiss her? But I can't let her out so easily. 
At least I don't think I can. How would I explain her? I guess I could say we met at work. There'd be history questions. We'd have to make stuff up. Mum might get suspicious, but all my friends would be wicked jealous. They'd never believe I could land a catch like Miranda. And they'll want to take her away from me. So, yeah, I can't let her out without a plan. Just last week, I explained what would need to happen before our first kiss, the one that would release her from her wet world. I was getting anxious, and I'll admit it, she was starting to dominate my dreams. You'll need to wear clothes, I said, and then I started thinking about how I'd dress her. Tight, shimmery things like Beyonce wears on stage. Yeah. And you'll need to promise to be true to me and only me forever. She promised. And you'll need to get a job because it's really expensive to live in Boston and my pay won't be enough for the two of us. Hey, maybe you could get a job as a trainer here at the aquarium. She thought that idea was wicked good. And when we have kids, they'll need to stay in school. I laughed, but she didn't get the joke. There's a lot I'll need to teach her so she won't be awkward in my world. Mom always said I'd be a good teacher because of how I relate to little kids, so that won't be a big problem. And now it's finally time to get her out of this tank and into my bed for real. I brought a bottle of champagne for a special moment. Seemed like the thing to do, but now I wonder how it'll affect her. I don't want her staggering the first time she walks on land, so maybe I'll just let her have a tiny sip expensive, so I'll drink the rest. Besides, I gotta tell you, I'm wicked nervous and excited all at the same time. I'll drink some now before she shows up. I hope she likes her new clothes. I got them at the Goodwill, but she won't know that, and besides, the sparkly pants still have a store tag. Mum taught me how to find bargains all over town. I'm sure she'll teach Miranda, too. Boy, the champagne goes down easy. Wonder what's keeping her. I kind of feel like chuckling, but I want to be serious for our first kiss. It's important to make a good first impression. Mom always says that. Oh, here she is now. I wave her over to me at the edge of the tank and she smiles one of her mysterious smiles. Are you excited? I ask, and she nods but doesn't come over to me. Instead, she waves me over to where she floats near the center of the tank. Can't believe I never thought of swimming with her. I take off my shoes, grab what's left in the bottle, and swim to her. Glad I'm a good swimmer. I hand her the bottle, but she takes my face in her hands instead and kisses me in a way I've never been kissed before. I feel lightheaded, probably because of too much champagne. I drop the bottle and cling to her as she circles the tank one last dizzying lap. All right, men, let's get him out of there before the doors open and grab that bottle too. Drinking on the job. Didn't seem like that kind of guy. Hey, miss, you're not supposed to be in here yet. I watch Miranda smile over her shoulder and sashay away from a bunch of cops on the top level of the aquarium. And I'm so glad she's mine. 
They stare at her, and I'm ready to chew them out for their crude comments as they elbow one another and leer, but their boss shouts first, snapping them back to their task. They have to remove some dumb schmuck's body from the fish tank. Hey, wait a minute. That's the end of my story, Wet Dreams. It was a challenge, completing a a whole story using those three odd elements. uh, An aquarium, a bottle of champagne, and a a ghost story. But uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with that, and I guess I'll submit that before the deadline tonight. I had a dream the other night that I was trying to submit it with five minutes to spare, and I couldn't get into the system, so I'll probably submit it way earlier today. (laughs) Um, The way this is going to go is... Everyone makes the first two rounds and I'll get some feedback from from people for the first two rounds. And then if they think my writing is good enough, I'll make it to the third round and hopefully the fourth and maybe, maybe, who knows, maybe I'll, they'll publish one of my stories somewhere. But uh, I had a lot of fun writing that one and going back to my Boston roots. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. And if you know anyone who likes these types of little podcasts, send them over to Patreon to be one of my $3 or more patrons to uh, get one of my new short stories every month. I really appreciate your patronage more than you know. And I thank you from the very center of my heart. (laughs) Until next time, be kind to yourself. Bye.